Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to try to help out some people that maybe are just jumping into auction drafts for the very first time. Or maybe you're looking to make the move to an auction draft. So it's going to kind of be like our beginner's guide to auctions. Um, if you've been doing it for a while, you you probably know all of this stuff anyway. You have your own tricks, your own ways to do things. But maybe you can pick up on something that we do that could help you. But Jeff and I have been in an auction league. Now, oh, this is what, year 12, I believe, that this league's been going on. All auction draft. This was the first league that I was in that was an auction draft. And at the time, I'm like, I'm, I'm not really sure about this. How, how you know, you, you don't know what you're, what you're getting into. But man, I can't go. To, I can't go back to anything else. I mean, I'll do a snake draft here and there, but nothing beats an auction, right? Auction draft by far the best thing in the world to do. It just is. I, I just I can't even tell you. You have to do this. You have to do an auction draft. You have the opportunity to get every player on the board. I mean, if it's a keeper league, you don't. But just a regular um, auction, you have a chance to get any player you want, build your team any way you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah, oh, I got picked nine, so I'm just stuck there. No, and like you don't have to reach for players because you can get them whenever you want. It's just the beauty of it. Auction is just the way to go. And I don't know, Jeff, you feel the same way, I know. Oh, it's just nothing beats I, it. Truly, I, I, I think everyone that does an auction draft all of a sudden realizes the uh, immense power you have. Like The strategy mm-hmm. is on another level, which – if you're into fantasy football, you will definitely love it. <clears throat> you know, a snake bad? No, by, by no means. I have a lot of fun no. doing them. But auction is another level. I, I truly think that is the uh, a pure version of it. And to have the opportunity to anyone, to be able to bid up anyone, to, to mm-hmm. really dictate the value of every player in the draft gives you a certain amount of uh, like your knowledge will go so much further and and it's so much more fun with your friends. Uh, every single draft pick becomes m- more entertaining because it is you versus another person drafting or multiple people throwing in another dollar. And every single one feels like, like that much more important because it dictates everything else that is going to come down. So I a hundred percent agree. I, I think that is the best way to go. You can argue with us if you want to go ahead and throw in the comments, but I think auction is mm-hmm. by far the best version of, of fantasy football you can play. So much more fun to me. It's so much more intense, to be honest, either too. It's just intense the whole time. Some people, the, the knocks on it can be, it might take longer, right? And that's why I hear people saying, oh, the draft takes a long time. Shoot, I love the draft. Why? Yeah, why the, like, the draft it, happens once a year. Why do you yeah, want it to go I love play? it. Yeah, yeah, if I mean, if you're in a group of friends that like, shoot, this is fun to me. It's it's just a great time. So if you haven't done auction, usually you get a budget, right? Two t- typically two hundred dollars is the the typical auction budget. We'll say, and and it's usually this. It's two hundred, whether or not it's ten teams, twelve teams. That seems to be what it is. And no matter what your roster settings are, maybe you only have you know two receivers. We have three, and we have a deeper bench, but we still have a two hundred dollar budget. So usually that's just the rules within that with. And the biggest thing I would say before the draft, like draft is one thing, there's tips and stuff for that. But going before the draft for me personally, my biggest thing is I like to kind of map out where I think the players, what their value should be. I'll get from different sources um, 
a lot of times I might even look at where we're drafting on, if it's on ESPN, especially if you're looking more standardly, you can get these values. Go, I'd figure out what they're, what these values are of the players on the format you're drafting. Cause that can be, that factor is huge into how your league mates will draft a lot of times is what that, what ESPN or whoever tells you that total is. So I, I usually rank them out myself, put my own values and put them in tiers. Tiers to me matters more in auction than anything. Tiers are huge. You, that, I, you have to know the tiers of players because that can really determine, I mean, overpaying for players or not. Because I think the biggest thing is players at the, the last player of a certain tier goes for more sometimes than the first player of that tier. That's what I've noticed in the past where maybe Jonathan Taylor goes for something. But if you think if there's a certain tier of players, I don't know what that would be currently. Um, let's say Jonathan Taylor is maybe the top. Maybe it's like just a Taylor, Henry, McCaffrey. Maybe even like you throw Eckler and Cook in there, right? Let's even go five players. That fifth player is probably going to go for a lot of money if you say like it's a, a top five tier. That just seems to be the way it happens. The first one goes, maybe it goes for a decent price, but people are like, ah, okay, miss out on this guy. I'll get I'll get one of the guys later on, right? But no, it doesn't always work that way. You miss that guy, you miss that guy. Then all of a sudden, instead of like, there's all of a sudden eight of you that want one player and you're just going to keep bidding up. And that seems to be, from my experience, Jeff, that seems to be what I've noticed is you don't want to be at the end of the tier. Get the players before that tier runs out. Yeah, <clears throat> without a doubt. And I, I, you have to make sure you feel comfortable with the tiers as well. And I think that's the big one. Like you can just go and find a list of here are the tiers, but Yep. Like for me, if I'm looking at this year's like draft class, if you will, um, all of them are going to look like, oh, well, here's only, he's only $3 more than him and he's only like $2 more than him. But if you really look at it <clears throat> at, you know, pick eight in running back, that would be Nick Chubb. And in a 12-team league, currently he's going to be valued at $42. Uh, that sounds like a great steal to me. I, mean, I think Nick Chubb is undervalued, wonderful. But the problem is, of all everyone above him went already. Uh, I'm not the only one that's going to think that because all of a sudden, Elvin Kamara is underneath him. Is he going to get suspended? Everyone's going to worry about that. Then you go to James Conner, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, all have giant question marks. Chubb seems like a huge get, and I need him to be my number one running back, right? So all of a sudden, he starts getting bid up and say he goes for 55. All of a sudden, you could have spent that on the you know fifth best running back overall. So you don't want to get stuck in that predicament. So you really do have to watch and pay attention to who has gone, who is about to come up, how much money do I have? And I know it sounds a little daunting, but once you do a few mm -hmm. like auction drafts online where you can get a ton of them for free, um, whether it be at, you know, uh, I would recommend doing it wherever you're going to draft, yeah. obviously, but like, you know, ESPN or, or Yahoo, whatever you will get the hang of it very, very quickly. And you'll see what the majority of people are going for. Cause it only takes one person to love a guy to F up your entire draft. And that is part of the thing I love. And part of the thing I hate, if you're in a draft where like me and Craig, we like a lot of the same people we're in the same one. He, I guarantee already he knows, Oh, he, I know what he's going to go for right here. Mm -hmm. Like he's going for it. He has a, he has enough money. He's going to go big. You know, if you want to be a dick, which, you know, we are to each other <laughs> in drafts. You can literally just yell out, 
He's going for it. And then all of a sudden everyone knows it and it becomes a free frog. That was half, uh, half of the fun, half of the what Justin Jefferson you Justin Jefferson. Right there, yes. <laughs> That's the I was one. such a huge fan of him and he went late and I did not have enough money because you were just like, Don't let him have him. And I was I was I could have strangled <laughs> you, but and then he went off. But but yeah, it's super yeah. fun. But I think that the tier thing is a real thing that you don't have to think about in snake draft, really. And you absolutely have to think about an auction. That is a great point. So this is something I think we we might do differently, Jeff. I'm not sure how you, but this is just to each your own. This, this way, nominating players. So my strategy, this is how I, this has changed. This has evolved over time. Is towards the beginning of a draft now, I like to nominate players that I actually want. If it very early, like I want to, my, here's what I want to do is I want to get one of my targets right away. I like to have one guy on my team. Okay. I feel good. I don't want to wait forever. So I am nominating guys that I actually want. Cause if I don't get that guy, my strategy can completely change. If you base your strategy around a certain player or two, I want to know I'm going to get that guy. So what I'm doing is I'm nominating the guys I want because if I don't get him, I have to adjust to a backup strategy maybe I had. And I like to come into the draft with a couple of them. Usually my, you know, my A plus draft is one. Then it could go, you know, down from there. But I like to nominate the guys I absolutely want. So Jeff, you might do it a little different sometimes. I've if I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. Um, every once in a while, I, I would agree with you now. Yeah. I think that has changed so much and people are like in our league, especially, but it, I think that has changed so much where people don't get necessarily thrown off. And I do think that the first couple of people nominated go for close to their value because people are still yep. sussing out who's yep. going to go for what. So um, I, I, I think it's even better. Like if you're throwing out uh, Jonathan Taylor this year, who is going to be the highest paid player, probably in auction, then it, then it doesn't really matter either way. You're either getting the money off the board or you're finding out you have him. But I do think it's very interesting if you're like, say you really want McCaffrey uh, and that could be a very legitimate pick. And you're like, okay, he's technically the fourth running back. Um, but if I throw him out first, all of a sudden you have, you know, Taylor, Eckler, Henry, uh, and, and people might have him even lower on the list. You can really find out, can I get him and am I going to get him for, for price or is it going to go above? And you can have all these. And that was the big thing. Like everyone has a plan going in. And for some of us, like, okay, I'm going to get two big name running backs. I really want that. Uh, if I can get McCaffrey for under 50, um, then I can do this plan. Otherwise, I'm going to jump to wide receiver heavy. And you yeah. can find that out right away. I really love that. Um this, a lot of things I do too, and mostly to piss people off, but I do love to throw out either a kicker or defense and then just wait for someone to bid me up. And it's like, then that's hilarious. Like, okay, go ahead and take, you know, a $2 defense. Who cares? Who knows? Um, or you get the top rated kicker right away for a buck and you don't have to wait on it. And, you know, it's just one of those, like, if you're, if you're waiting for it, depending on where you're picking, um, the other thing too, is if you're going even further down, if you have a guy like say, I really wanted um, Ezekiel Elliott and I know I'm using all running backs, but forgive me, Yeah. but um, Ezekiel Elliott this year is going to be the 18th running back and his value at 29. 
everyone is trying to hold on to money because they literally want all the top guys. So they like, I don't want to spend $40, $30 on a running back right now because I, what if I need that for, you know, Henry, what if I need that for Eckler? Um, that is an interesting way to go about it as well. I haven't done that nearly as much, but it's kind of the, the thing I'm starting to do more and more because you can find out a lot. You can try to get that number two, three running back on your yep. team. The only problem with that is like, if you get him and then other things don't work out, you have to really be like, solid. that is a player you have to like love and want and say you can build around. And, you know, there can't be only one other running back one that you can get from that. Like I can't go get that and then be like, I need Jonathan Taylor now because you can spend all your money. But I, I really love that approach now of kind of middling people out because everyone freaks out because they're like, I don't know what to do here. Uh, you know, I don't want to spend that money. He's an in-betweener. I thought maybe I could steal him later. So that would be the other thing I, I, I would talk about. But in general, you're trying to get the best bang for your buck and you're trying to find out who other people value. And that is the biggest one. So my nomination strategy changes throughout the draft though. So I'll say middle of the draft, if you've established your team to a good point where you feel pretty comfortable, and maybe you've done that and you're actually down a little bit lower on money than some, then I start nominating bigger price players that I don't want anyway. Get that money off the board. Once I've, yeah, once I've established my team and I'm down, get money off the board on players you don't even care about. Make those other guys spend their money. And don't, that's when I, I'm not going to go nominate the $5 players because those guys who have all the money still could get that guy and still have more money than me. Let them, let them spend their money on the guys you don't want. That's what I like to do. And then pay attention in that once you're going to, once you maybe you're getting further towards the end, pay attention to max bids, other people's max bids, not just your own, but other people's max bids along with their rosters. I think look at who your other opponents, look at their rosters. What do they need? Maybe someone doesn't have a quarterback yet and there's only like a handful left, maybe one or two left, nominate that guy. Make him make him go take him now. Even bid him up a couple dollars. It's happened before where you can, you can, you know, don't go too crazy. Don't ever bid people. That's another whole thing. Bidding people up. Right. So yeah, that's something um, that people like to do, but don't ever bid up beyond your comfortable, your comfort level and what you want to do with your team. Right. Only bid up where you'd be like, okay, I know this guy will pay more for him, but only do it. If you're like, okay, I still wouldn't mind him at this price. Don't go too crazy. It's, it's burned people in the past. And all of a sudden, you could have just ruined your draft, your strategy, getting a guy you didn't even want at a price you didn't want just because you thought someone else was going to keep bidding. So just be wary of that. I mean, we've all done it, right? We've all put a dollar or two extra, try to get that price up a little bit. But don't do it beyond your comfort level. I'll say that. So, And make Jeff out of his Je Justin Jefferson range. Yeah. And that, that is a, that's a real thing. Like figuring out where people are in their max bids is huge because $1 makes all the difference in the world. And depending on how you're drafting, keep track of that because sometimes you can only, you're only like bidding up $1 at a time. You can easily screw that up. You have all the power in the world and you accidentally give that back to them because you have $8, you know, or they, you both have $8 and all of a sudden, you know, he bids eight and all of a sudden you can't go any further. Um, and that is a real thing. And you have to understand who you really want on the team and, and who you just are trying to get like away from someone else. 
I, I agree with Craig 100% when you're talking about trying to bid people up because you will see people building teams and all they're doing is taking players that are undervalued. And that will definitely happen in auction. And <clears throat> at some point, you you have to say, okay, like I, I just can't let them have it. Like we we had one person, and it was a keeper league, so you start at an advantage or disadvantage. But they had a great team, and now they're looking at the you know they might just walk themselves into an Aaron Rodgers situation where they get a wonderful top end QB at the same time, and then everyone has to together hopefully but it might just be you and say no 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 we can't let this happen he spent all of his money he has a you know two top 10 running backs he has really solid wide receiving core like he has no money left do not let him have uh Aaron Rodgers and once again it has to come down to whether or not you believe that you know it's better off on your team than his like don't take anything you're not willing to take but uh, you know, paying a few extra bucks and, and hobbling uh, a team that might be in your division might be worth the money for you. And and for me, it is a lot of times. Like if I'm luck, thank God I'm not in the same division as Craig, but if we were, I guarantee I would kneecap him before before I let him take a player for cheap. And we've done this, even though we're not on the same side of the division, we've done this plenty of times. And sometimes you don't even have to do that. Sometimes I know it sounds like, a ridiculous thing, but sometimes it is more about we're in the same room a lot of time, but even if you're chatting to be like, just let everyone know. And I know maybe some people say that's a bitch move, but Hey, you know, hey don't hit the win. player, hit the game. <laughs> yeah. Trying to win. yeah, exactly. You gotta, you gotta win. So you let everyone know, like, this is ridiculous. Don't let this happen. And all of a sudden someone gets really like impassioned by it and takes it away from them. And that's all you need because if you don't have the cash, you can't get the player. You can't build the team you want. Mm-hmm. You want everyone to be at a disadvantage at the end of it. You want to have the advantage. And with the knowledge that we talk about here of who's undervalued, you can still have that, that, that advantage. And that's, that's the whole thing. Yeah. So it so, is all about keeping the power and making sure that your money works for you. So I think still one of the things for like new people to auctions that I think talk about a little bit again is just, I want to reemphasize this is just don't get caught sitting around, right? And that happens, I think, is really to new people to auction. To be honest, the first time we did auction, I've looked back at those drafts and I did win the championship that year. I'll say that. So, you know, that was my in-season management. But Such I, a humble my, brag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I didn't get a player till the 33rd player in that draft, in that first auction draft we did. It was the 33rd player off the board is the first guy I got. And his name, it was uh, Reggie Wayne, I believe at the time. I think it was Reggie Wayne, yeah, back then, which is weird. Maybe I'm wrong, but it was definitely a wide receiver. 33rd player, That I waited a long time, long time. Luckily the rest, no one was any good back then. We didn't know what we were doing. So don't wait that long. Just don't wait that long. You'll yeah. just, turn, then you, you might have a decent amount of money and you might build up in the middle tier of players and get a really good base of players. I don't see people win fantasy football championships without the stars, though. You need a few. You need a couple of those guys. You can have a maybe, and maybe you get lucky. Maybe a couple guy breaks out from that middle ground, right? Last year would have been like Cooper Cup would have, right? That so you would have done really well. I but mean, Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, it, yeah, it happens. I mean, it happens. But it's just don't wait. Don't wait around too much. Don't get too scared off. Like you might go into the draft with your preset values and what you think players should go for. 
And all of a sudden you get it happens to a thing every time. Like, whoa, these guys are going for way more than I thought they would. Just don't get, you know, you might have to adjust your thinking. And don't be afraid to overbid a little bit of what you thought somebody would go for to get a guy you really like. Don't maybe go too crazy. Don't try to get, don't get too caught up in the run, the bidding, the, the bidding war. At least be thinking about it as you're doing it. Okay, I can still I can still build my team if I do this to a certain point. But don't just maybe you go in there. I'm not gonna spend more than 60 bucks on this guy. And maybe he goes to 65. Is that five dollars really gonna break you? That's not going to. Maybe 75 will break you, but just you know, adjust as you go. Don't be too scared off by some of it. Because there's always there's always some leagues that have guys that are just really aggressive, right? And they're just gonna go nuts, they're gonna spend all their money right away and then have nothing to have dollar guys at the end so just be aware of who those guys are and just it's hard to see every draft is different every draft room is different everybody it's all about pretty much the personalities of the people you're drafting with and how they're going to be and how this is going to go for you but just don't don't i just don't wait don't sit around and wait for forever yeah i would i would say that is actually the number one way people screw themselves in auction is waiting and if you end up with more than a couple dollars at the end of the auction you screwed up you i mean that's the the only thing and and the thing that drives me the most insane (laughs) still to this day of doing any of these with people that have done it a lot you you can fall in love with a lot of these mid-round guys that can end Mm -hmm. up at the end of a draft go for cheap but if you end up with twenty dollars whatever it may be say 20 which it would be a lot still. Well, or it could be in the case of uh, John Walagora, 41. Yeah. And, and, but he would refuse to say that he did anything wrong because he got everyone he wanted. But at the same time, you're like, you, you trade in your number one running back and that $41, you can get the best running back, you know, in, in the draft and whatever you want to say, they're ranked that way for a reason. Right. So don't, don't get too caught up in, in hype and everything like that. You have to have a, a good distribution of these guys will perform no matter what. And you can't, you know, health is whatever it is, but they will perform if they're healthy. And then I will take a bunch of chances. You cannot, I've never seen a team win if they take all middling to up like high upside guys that, that haven't done it before. So make sure you do spend a, a good amount of your value early on and at the very worst, what happens is, say, I go out and get whoever, Delvin Cook, 48 bucks. Let's say I spent 55 on him, and your team, like, you have injuries and everything goes, like, berserk. At least you have that bargaining chip where you say, I can stay in it if I trade Delvin Cook, and I can mm-hmm. get a couple of different assets to make up for the injuries, and then I can figure out where I'm at. If you don't do that, you will be left with nothing. And, and that is the roughest part. I've seen so many people at the end of the time wait so long that they get stuck with $20. And that $20 in auction doesn't go anywhere. You don't get to use that. So please use all of your money. And at the end of the thing, you should be only grabbing like half your bench at least should mm-hmm. be $1 guys mm-hmm. at the very end. Do not get caught up with money in an auction. That is the Happen. number one sin you can do. And that's the biggest, I think, that's what ha- happens to beginners, especially if you're playing against people that have done it before. If you're all beginners, it still can happen. If you're playing against people that have done auctions for a long time. Um, we had a guy in a league of ours, the our secondary league. It was his first auction going against all of us who have done auctions forever. And he, um, it took him a bit to understand it. 
And he he actually went 0 and 13 his first year <laughs> after that auction draft. Um, he's he's changed now. He's pretty good, but you get caught up in it that first year. You can so just do like Jeff said earlier. Practice. I do do practice drafts. Figure it out. It's not the same intensity. It's a little different, but it can give you a feel for it a little bit. And I, I think that's one one of the funnest parts too. But it is the 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 hardest part to understand is how much pressure you're going to feel. It sounds yeah. so stupid. I realize how stupid that sounds. <laughs> so much pressure. So football. much pressure. <laughs> I know, but it feels like so much pressure well, when that, when that like man. ding goes off and you're, you're going at it and yeah. all of a sudden the guy you want went for way too much. And all of a sudden you have to shift plans. It really does take that, that muscle memory to be like, like yeah. I've done this before, even if it's just practicing to be like, okay, shift gears. This is the guy I need okay, I have these tiers. I really believe in this guy. I can wait for him or no, I have to get this guy. I'm going to spend $10 more and I'm going to miss out a guy that I really love on the bench. Like you have to have those plans and you have to be able to do it. I know it sounds so stupid. This year is going to be interesting. I'm going to have probably three monitors going, Jeff. I'm ready. I'm ready. This might be my element this year. We're doing, we're not doing it in person for the first time in a long time. Hopefully it's just a one year thing. We get back to it next year. But, but I think this is, I think this is where I used to win. So moment of my three monitor well, setup. That's a whole different thing. Why we why we're not getting together? But I honestly, I think that uh, I think we should still do something for the the boys on the the west side. I think that we should get. Okay. I, I think I was like, we could probably get four, five, like half the league almost. Probably and I still in, have in my three I think we should do. It. Yeah, yeah. And you I'm can still, still bring I'm, I'm if you want, you nerd. <laughs> I haven't won since the Obama administration, <laughs> as they like to say. So. <laughs> yeah, we do love to mess with you after your. I have a lot of pressure. Streak. I have a lot of pressure. So one other thing I just want to touch on real quick, because this this could like you you're gonna you can go online and Pete, it's funny because you can he, I've gone online and saw show people say, done the whole, you know, like I said, I like to nominate players that I want. And then you hear other people say, don't nominate the players you want, and all this different thing. Another one is they're gonna say about is kickers, defenses, even quarterbacks, tight ends, how much to spend on them. And I think this is just who you like, because they'll say don't spend more than a dollar on kickers in defenses right and i used to always say that but i'm not i'm not a hundred percent there anymore like i don't mind spending two dollars but that's it i don't want to go more than two but i don't i don't mind it i don't mind it i'm not going to be like a hard and fast rule of one dollar one dollar one dollar i'm you know if you want to get who you think you know if you want to get justin tucker for two dollars do it I don't mind. If you have a defense you really like, you really think this defense is going to be awesome. Defenses are hard to predict year to year. That's why I, I don't like spending more than a dollar on a defense because you just don't know. But if you have a defense you really like, go spend that too. Just don't go above that. Don't don't waste your money on it. And to be honest, and I never, like to not – Yeah, it just – it doesn't – it just – $2 is about the most I'll go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. You're not taking a hard stance cool. on that, but yeah, so, yeah I agree with tight you. End like, wise. I don't, don't, don't hardly pay anything. And I'll like, this is one thing that drives me crazy. I've okay. literally seen people take multiple of both. I don't oh, know what yeah. they're doing. It no. is the dumbest thing. Stupid. Don't ever do that for the love Stupid. of God. And, yeah. and kicker, I, I actually do that. If, 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 and once again, you probably know, like if kickers didn't go early on in your league, which many of them, they don't. Uh, and you know you're gonna have money left over, then grab the kicker you want because kickers you can predict to a certain extent. Defenses you really can't. Like I don't go too crazy on that because they can fall apart. We've seen this time and time again. But at the same time, I agree with Craig. It all depends on how much money you have. But early on, I've seen people, you know, throw out five dollars for one, and it's gonna 
handicap you in, in, in the end. If you want like a guy on the bench, I'd much rather have that guy on the bench yep. than, you know, than, oh, I got the fifth best kicker compared to the first. Like it, you, you can't predict it well enough. So I'd rather take the, the talent on a wide receiver that could actually play in bye weeks or something. And so with tight ends, like I don't mind if you want to go for one of the top top tight ends to spend a couple of dollars. That's fine. But after those first to me, I don't know, three, four, five tight ends, I'm not spending more than a dollar. I'd rather personally, I like to go the, the cheap dollar tight end route. That's just the way I always like to do it. I feel like I can find a breakout. I like to look for breakout tight ends. I think they're there. They're always there, right? That's one position that there's always a couple of guys every year that like Dawson Knox would have been one of those guys last year, right? Dalton Schultz would have been one of those guys. I like to find those guys. I'd rather go for that personally. That's just my way of doing it. If you like Travis Kelsey and George Kittle and want those guys, sure, go spend for them. But I just that's not the way I like to do things. Yeah. So typically, I would <clears throat> typically I agree with you. I'd, quarterback and tight end, I'd never like to pay Quarter, for. Quarterback's the same way, and like we're in a different. Like ours, our league has evolved to the point where nobody pays for a quarterback, where they've almost become undervalued. Right, and, which that can change. Like. Early on auction drafts, if you're in a first one, quarterback's probably still going to go for a good amount of money. Ours at over time is just it's it's funny because they were going for thirty dollars, forty dollars in our early drafts. If you go look at our your old our old history, now like you can't you're getting like Aaron Rodgers for four dollars, like you're getting Russell Wilson for four dollars. It's crazy what's happened in our league. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Well, like it, six. it falls like, off very quickly, yeah. but it's because everyone knows you can't build a team around like yeah. an overpriced QB, like pretty much like the real yeah. NFL. It's just, and that's of all, I just, I never like to spend on a quarterback because last year you would have spent on like Patrick Mahomes and did it really work? No, not for what you paid. Josh well, Allen would have worked, but yeah, Patrick Mahomes and, wouldn't have worked. Well, and think about that too. The, the teams that won are the ones that find <clears throat> uh, value in positions that other people did not and filled in right so yeah. i believe there was a stretch where we paid on <clears throat> running back and wide receiver big time and and then <clears throat> like the first year mahomes was going to play he didn't go for a lot so yep. the person got it he ended up having that magnificent season he won uh the very next year i did the same thing where i, I pretty much paid for running back and wide receiver i was able to figure out who i wanted tight end later on he worked out and uh, at the same time, I paid little to nothing for Lamar and like his first year. And he had the wonderful year. So th- it doesn't always have to be QB. It's easier predi- right. to predict than probably the other positions because of how it, it goes. But QB and tight end are easier to say. If you don't get that position, it's easier to fill in. QB for me, yep. much easier to just say, oh, yeah. okay, I'm going to have two different guys. I'm going to like cycle them through. Then then you know I'm going to pay for Josh Allen, and if he doesn't perform, I'm screwed because I paid. You know I, yeah. I I missed out on a top end running back and tight end this year. I will say this might be a little bit different because I'm looking at him and is much more difficult. I'm usually pretty good at tight end, but it's much more difficult to figure out on tight end because right now you are paying for guys that have done it before, and there's not a lot of guys that are coming out of nowhere to do it. Um, so I do think tight end might be a position. And it's all about comparative value. So yeah. it might be the the one time where I pay a little more for tight end. But QB for me, that's why I like love Russell Wilson and things of that, like yeah. like people of that position. You're gonna pay less, you're gonna give them near the, the bottom 10. People are gonna be like, you know, clearing all their cap in order to 
do Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, I can get a guy that can probably rival them in points and I don't have to pay nearly as much. And that's what you're looking for in those. Like, what is the biggest benefit? What is the biggest bang for my money? Early on, get those guys that can get a lot of points. Later on, you really have to find value. But that, that's the that's the beautiful blend in auction. Yep. All right. So I think that's going to be it for this one. If Hopefully, if you're on the fence about doing auction, you just do it. Do it. I'm telling you, you're not going to look back. So convince your league to change if you're trying to get into change. It is well worth it. Auction drafts the way to go. And I'll say my biggest thing, my biggest, uh, I guess, tip, which we talked about, is that my, my number one tip would be to create your tier list. I think that is the biggest key in an auction. Create your tier list so you know, um, you know, just have a good plan when you know when these guys are going to be drafted and when the price are going to go up. So create your own tier list. So, all right, Jeff. Oh, you have anything else? That's going to be it. Yeah, I would say the oh. only other thing I would say is tier list, 100%. And then please, if you've never done an auction before, practice two or three yep. times and you'll be fine. Yep. Like those yep. two things and you will be good and you will, you'll be yep. just fine. All right, I'm ready to go now. I want to draft. <laughs> no, no, we should do it. We should just do another. We should do an auction draft right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. It's a little bit. <laughs> it might be done. It's great. But all right, that'll do it. Talk to you guys next time.